Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another episode of Colton Classic Podcast. I am your host, as always, Nate Wyckoff, film critic and comedian. And with me in the studio today, I have Tad Masterani. How are you doing, Tad? You purposefully put me in the short chair so I look even shorter. I did. If you're watching on YouTube, Tad really is this short. He's a very small person. Um, remember Cotton, King of the Hill, uh, the, the dad uh, who has no shins? That's him. Uh, I'm yeah. just as angry. Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was not close. I don't have uh, to be. Uh, okay. Also with us is Jeff Tucker. How are you doing, Jeff? Uh, much taller than Tad and proud of it. Very true. That's what we used to say. Taller than Tad, Jeff. Mandy Longley, how are you doing, Mandy? I'm pretty pooped, but pretty. also excited to talk about poop. Oh, yeah, so this is this episode is part two of our Deuces episode, where we talk about two films that are thematically related. The theme in this particular pairing is um, ass monsters, poop beasts, flatulence movies. Um, this is Don't Blame Me. I am a clean, happy, healthy person who doesn't fixate on uh anal explosions but uh our brother sister team of panelists jeff and mandy specifically requested this topic so here we go last week we talked about stephen king uh adaptation film Dreamcatcher from 2003 we decided it was star-studded uh thoroughly enjoyable and that for a 20 year old movie uh the effects held up very well so give that a watch this week we are talking about uh something that's different uh, and something that I'm going to say is one of the greatest achievements that Japan has ever come up with. Absolutely. Um, some may find that incredibly offensive that I said that. I love Japanese culture and creations uh, in many ways, and this is we truly save a mankind fun. as a whole. Mankind, yeah, yeah, it's true. This is a, this is a, a human achievement. I, yeah, it's true. I, I guess I set up Japan because I think that they have created achievements that surpass my my local. They are uh, often at the comments. pinnacle. It's true. Um, so I think that I meant to elevate it, but I could see the, the problem with that statement. This is 2011's uh, Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead. Now, it's an hour and 25 minutes of pure insanity. Uh, if, if you're a fan of Japanese cinema, especially gonzo, hyper-violent, weird comedy, um, schoolgirl, upskirt cinema, then you probably already know uh, the name of director Noburu Iguchi. And uh, Iguchi has made some really great movies. Um, Tokyo Gore Police, uh, Dead Sushi, 
um, Robo Geisha from 2009. Machine Girl was probably the first one that I think stateside we really got a good look at. Uh, he makes Meatball Machine from 2006. Uh, if, if you were in the know, you did get that. Uh, he also made uh, the Big Tits Dragon, aka Big Tits Zombie uh, from 2010, which was much tamer than this film and many of the others. Um, but Despite the name. Despite the name, correct. I mean, there were breasts uh, involved. Um, I am a, a lover of his films. I only Every time I watch one of his movies, I only like his movies more because they give me things that I don't expect. I, I, I literally, you'd think it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's blood and sometimes nudity and, um, and the sort of things that oftentimes we find pretty repulsive about um, second-rate Japanese anime, like um, uh, tentacle molestation and... Uh, upskirt shots. And... Upskirt shots, things like that. Um, that, you know, if you're a boring person, you might find a little, a little weird. Uh, they, even knowing all of that's going to be present in one of the Gucci's films, there are things that just make me just rock back on my heels and have to collect myself before I can proceed. And this one, which is heralded by a lot of fans actually as, as one of his weaker efforts, which I think is truly insulting because this movie has things that no other movie has. Absolutely no other movie. Um, I, Mandy's on mute, I assume, because she's laughing. Uh, I feel like I we can't... need Stefan from uh, SNL to like, host the segment <laughs> things that we <laughs> this movie has things that no one else has <laughs> it is it is just wild now i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you um the plot but that's not going to explain to you how wild this movie is it's okay? also not going to explain how amazing the opening opening credits are seriously the opening <laughs> okay so the opening credits just to give you an idea of the opening credits, it's sort of like a mod 60s vibe um, of your yeah, camera Yeah, like a trap. little James Bondish, like yeah, Bond girl with, kind with of like, thing going yeah. on. There's a girl dancing. We don't see her face or her front. It's just her booty shorts, her, her jean um, Daisy Dukes. And she's just dancing back and forth as the background travels through a sort of generic 2000, early 2000s 3D tunnelscape, um, at which point we then get the girls dancing bum in like little bad screensaver soap soap bubbles um which i assume were like the eggs of the tapeworm oh, or the something eggs of maybe the in the film that maybe makes maybe. sense i honestly which just didn't make assumed... sense when you watch the opening credits but like later when i was thinking about it, i'm like maybe that's what they were going for yeah <laughs> I don't know. so interesting that's an interesting thought i think you're probably right but it was so bat shit that yes. i just assumed it had nothing to do with anything <laughs> um so yeah i think you're probably right uh the plot follows um four what is it five, five people five quote-unquote friends as they go on a camp are they supposed to be, they're supposed to be camping. supposed to be camping um there's no camping so that's why i was confused for a moment they're supposed to be camping but they go on a camping trip uh, and driving the van because all low-budget Japanese movies tend to start with a group of girls, one nerd, and uh, a jerky guy or professor, uh, stempai, if you will, driving the van. And <clears throat> this is no different. Um, we have uh, we. I, this is one of those movies that if you're at all interested in this, if you're at all interested in looking at um, Japanese women's butts, seeing 3D animated fart gas, uh, and and um, 
tapeworm exploding butt rockets. Butt rockets. Uh, then, then just watch this movie. Just go find Zombie Ass, Toilet of the Dead, watch the movie, and then come back and listen to this. Um, and if you want to do yourself a favor too, go ahead and like go on some aggregate like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, and read the reviews because people leaving reviews for this movie is one of the joys of all time because the reviews are inevitably <laughs> bad with like one glowing one. But like, let's just let me just uh, read the titles on a couple. Uh, three out of ten, toilet humor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> This is three out of 10, messed up and grotesque, but boring. Here's what I don't understand, guys. One, you know there's toilet humor. It's called Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead. In fact, it's actually in the title. Um, then number two, uh, boring. There is not a still moment in this entire uh, in this entire film. I'm just gonna tick off uh, three things that you'll see in this movie, just at random, off the top of my head. Um, a, a father feeding zombie bomb vomit to his leukemia-filled daughter. Uh, we have a uh, woman impregnating another woman through a butt monster uh, with said butt monster. Uh, but the problem is, is that that woman has already been impregnated by another butt monster. Okay, so there you go. And then how about um, an actress who apparently actually got intestinal distress on set. So uh, part of her defecating into the outhouse in one scene is actually her defecating in an outhouse. Uh, where they were concerned that she wouldn't be able to hold it and uh, would actually defecate on the face of actor at the bottom of said outhouse. All of those things are in this movie and that's not even the craziest crap. I mean, I, I don't even... That's the tame stuff. Yeah, and I, I said I'd get to the plot. The reason that I'm not there yet is because the plot is really nonsensical. Um, there is the, our lead character... Uh, had a sister who was bullied and commit suicide because she was forced to fart in front of other people in a bathroom uh, and then or because she wouldn't eat bugs so I, I'm not even going to clarify that that's as clear as it gets and um, and this girl is sad because her sister commits suicide so she accepts the request from another friend uh, who has a jerky boyfriend who takes a lot of drugs and tries to have sex with his girlfriend's friends uh, they go with a wannabe model friend. Uh, she with... wants to be. She wants to break into modeling, and as she put it, all the weird, ugly girls get auditions over her. Yeah, the, I gotta say it too. There's a million amazing lines in this translation. The translated version of this film that was put out. I mean, someone have. I will be quote. There are so many that I was like, I wish I'd started writing them down because I'd forget them because the next line would be so wild. Uh, but anyway, so there's the wannabe model. There's the girl with the dead sister. There's uh, the girl's friend and her creepy boyfriend. And then there is the nerd guy uh, who, you know, stole Joe Ramon's haircut uh, or wig in this case. And they go to, I don't know why they're together. I don't know how they all know each other. Uh, they seem to not go to the same school or anything. So it's just unclear, but they go camping. They don't have any camping equipment. So I'm not sure how that was gonna go, uh, but they go, they go to a river and the model girl's plan is she wants the nerdy guy to take a fish and find a tapeworm in a fish because she wants to swallow a tapeworm because she wants to get skinny so she can be a model and be successful. And uh, they do catch a fish because uh, dead sister girl is a martial arts master because she has just trained nonstop to be strong since the death of her sister because as she sees it, she failed to save her. So uh, nerdy guy finds a parasite, but he's like, this is weird. It doesn't, it's not a normal tapeworm. I don't know what it is. Uh, model girl's like, I don't care, give it to me. Um, 
and she takes it and ingests it and they're all like wow that's crazy that could kill you but let's move on because there's a zombie businessman stumbling out of the woods zombie businessman uh bites off the finger of drug addict um potential rapist boyfriend and then uh gets his head or his neck broken uh by a regular strength kick that was not supposed to kill him from a dead sister girl and uh then it goes that they have to find uh drug drug addled boyfriend some medical help so they go to the nearest village where they're attacked by um toilet zombies that come out of the outhouse um, because well, i mean i guess because they're there but um they're uh, made aware of her pres of their presence because the girl that ate the tapeworm goes to the outhouse and has uh extreme diarrhea I guess she keeps saying it's coming, it's there, but then it doesn't. It's sort of like it's sort of like watching a five-hour labor video. <laughs> um, you know, like you just expect it to actually happen and it doesn't. Um, uh, this is where viewers will start to wonder if they've accidentally stumbled onto a fetish film. Uh, and I gotta say, this is definitely a fetish film for somebody. Um, you do have bare asses, um, you have a little bit of toplessness. Um, as I said, you have some tentacle, the term is tentacle rape. I can't, there's no reason to soften it. Um, we have an enema scene. We, That's there, multiple there enema is, scenes. There's a couple of enema scenes. Um, they're not extremely graphic enema scenes, but I mean, how graphic do you need in a zombie movie? And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you can make a solid argument that this is a fetish film. There's defecation everywhere. Um, but lots of farting um but i think most people would probably see this as not a fetish film because it's a little beyond the scope it's it's not for the vanilla crowd uh and also i think to compare this to as someone who watches a lot of japanese cult films to compare it to other films um like say attack girl swim team that also has actually has more gratuitous nudity um and, and but equal silly violence and things like that and sort of a goofy plot that one uh, has a little bit more of a mean spirit to it, you know, like no survivors kind of syndrome of a film. Whereas Iguchi's film really, and this I go, think goes for most of his films, really doesn't have a mean bone in its body. So it's weird because it makes the scenes of like violence and like tentacle rape and things like that sort of seem not wholesome, but not threatening. Uh, it's not good. And it really feels like the, the, the feeling while watching this movie is that everyone's having fun. Oh my God. Like it, it literally seems like everyone making this movie had a great time. Everyone acting in it, everyone writing it, everyone translating it. I had mean, a blast. It's just, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to. They sure did blast. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> I said, they sure did blast. They sure Dad. did blast. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sure did blast. I'm going to go, before we get into deeper, I'm just going to say, there's a couple of other story elements. For example, we find out why these um, parasites are there. They could be aliens, we don't know. But um, uh, this, this girl with leukemia, her father found out that these monsters secretions when they're inside of someone uh, off balances the leukemia damage. So he's constantly harvesting these from uh, living, from well, taking over people and feeding his daughter and then uh, taking the dead one out of her bum, which sounds dirty and is pretty dirty um <laughs> sounds pretty dirty yeah yeah uh, uh and so uh but you know nothing particularly new as far as a lot of as far as for cult. some reason got the impression that he was a dentist and not a doctor it's like the whole thing i was just like i think it's the, the budget of his office doing yeah. you know, like, yeah. well so 
Yeah. So let's... He's at the wrong end. Like, this is very confusing. <laughs> this is a part of the plot I don't buy. Like, cannot suspend his sleep. Like, he's clearly well, a dentist. He's clearly a doctor because he has a white coat. Oh, um, right. That's what tells us that he's a doctor. And he mentions it every time he, he says who he, he does. Is. But for some reason, it could be like, no, he's just coded like dentist in my brain. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he is a dentist. Uh, I think it's probably more accurate. Let's just go right into... There's so much more to talk about this movie. I don't even know where to start. We'll start with you, Mandy, because this was specifically handpicked for you. What were you expecting going into Zombie Ass? And how do you feel now that you've seen it? I was expecting that you were going to talk about the climax of the plot where she literally like farts all the farts of her whole life and turns into a giant like rocket ninja against the evolved <laughs> version of the tapeworm zombie things. All, all over a Final just, Fantasy-esque it box just went absolutely, It jumped its own shark, I guess, kind of. Like, it just got absolutely... Like, you were talking about crazy, crazy stuff, but the end of the movie is just, like, next level beyond total yeah. insanity. So anybody who's seen Takashi Miike's uh, first Dead or Alive film, um, Dead or Alive 1 or just Dead or Alive, uh, how it goes from being a semi-serious, dramatic Yakuza story to a Dragon Ball Z world-destroying fight scene in the final 10 minutes. That's akin to what happens here. We have, um, you know, the typical zombie creatures that we've seen with, with butt monsters. Um, and then uh, we have a giant puppet, uh, a, an actual physical creation of a puppet, insect-like puppet that erupts out of uh, one of the cast. And then it goes even farther, as you said, to not just buzzing around, harassing the heroine, but actually picking up the leukemia girl who is attacking with knives, picking her up and carrying her around in front of her, like they're, they're you know, come together as one uh, humanoid mecha. Like a and then, Gundam of some kind. Yeah, like a fleshy <laughs> Gundam. And like, then carrying, yeah, and then we get uh, what we can assume is the heroine's like lifetime of gas. Uh, release so she can Dragon Ball Z it. And they literally have a Dragon Ball Z fight scene. I was thinking of you, mm -hmm. Jax. I know you're a fan. Really they're do. bouncing, like flying across the sky back and forth. Mm -hmm. It is, I mean, it is insanity and it is kind of glorious. <laughs> it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. I mean, there is not a dull moment in this movie. No, how you all. could call it boring, I don't understand. Like, you must want to finish the film even. I, I, because, like, first off, what? the humor is really pervasive. Like, what about the scene where the. The, the zombies are coming out of the outhouse. Um, their friend Maki the model has already fallen. Yeah, they're mugging for the camera, tongues out, eyes rolling. And, and Maki's already fallen victim and fallen to the ground. And then the first zombie to come out starts hucking chunks of feces that he's pulling out of his pockets because he was in the outhouse. He's pulling out of his pockets and his collar and off his head. He's throwing them at the, at the heroes. Like, it's, it's so stupid that it's just... It's, it's so engaging. I mean, it is so engaging. It's so well done. It's stupidity where, like, like I said when we were watching it, not a single dollar of the budget looks wasted in this movie. Every no. shot, every scene looks like it was architected to a, to absolute perfection. And, and as far as the effects go, as I said, there's a giant puppet. There are a lot of practical effects and there are some 3D effects. Now, the 3D effects are budget by 2011 standards. Um, but I would say budget in maybe a decent sci-fi channel original movie. Some of them actually are quite well done where others look just goofy. Most of the 
blood explosions and feces explosion and things are actually pra are, are practical effects although plenty are especially the gas um when, when people gas when the when the model first lets uh a huge uh let's just say it fart go while she's being chased by zombies there's actually like a uh demonic demon. oni demon head uh that rises out of her gas and it is just i mean what do you even say when you when you watch like we just sat back and laughed our asses off but like how do you critique a movie like this i mean i i couldn't here's the thing and iguchi's great at this and this was more so than some of the some of his later films of his more recent ones really how do you i i don't know how you can't just be engaged and paying rapt attention because i honestly didn't know what was going to happen next because there would be things that would truly subvert my expectations and um i'm just going to say it right now when at near the end of the film when they're being chased by the zombies and the zombies turn around bend over have the drill spinning heads of these toothy monster parasites come out of their butthole and then they spend the rest of the movie running backwards, backwards. with their butts in the air it's like a on silent fours, chasing the heroes yeah. that way it's insane and the whole cast is absolutely all the extras everyone should be so commended for their commitment that's something i love about gonzo japanese cinema is that you don't necessarily have to be a quote-unquote good actor but you will mug 100 percent of the game you commit and commitment literally it doesn't you know as it, this term has come out of uh the race chaser podcast strong and wrong it doesn't matter if you're doing it wrong if you're doing it wrong just still do it strong and it's going to be engaging whether it's good or what is intended and they 100% commit to that. Jeff, what was your expectation from Zombie Ass? And what did you get? Uh, uh, what do I expect? Huh? I mean, the, the title is quite uh, fragrant. Um, it, it, it really gives, gives itself away before you experience it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I you, you know, um, gosh, what do you say about a movie like this? Uh, it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Um, I think, I think what you just said there, the last thing, like the the committing, I think that that really shows and kind of like the difference between like these low budget, you know, kind of like um, the, schlock. Let's see the schlock. Yeah, um, the difference between between the ones that work and ones that don't work you know maybe part of it's just the commitment like if the actors are like not into it like you can tell you're like they're like i don't want to say this line it's stupid and then mm -hmm. they you know the director forces them to say it 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 doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't come out right it's right uh, you can tell kind of um uh, in the final product um in this case it really does feel like um uh, as as insane as it is and as gross as it is and as as much as like most people aren't going to get it um or just going to be like um kind of ignore it just based on the the um, basics of the concept uh everybody's just full-on like we're, we're we're doing this this is this is uh, this is what we're making I'm, we're going yeah i'm now a a, a a person that's uh, walking backwards with my ass in the air. And it wasn't just like one person that this no. director convinced. There's like an army of people doing this. <laughs> this was like, a, this was like 
thriller with ass. Yeah, and and the thing is too is, and this is something that um, I'm not exactly sure to take this on a on a feminist angle or to take it as as a misogynist angle that these were, but Japanese actresses are often considered for roles, especially in China and Hong Kong cinema that. Um, they expect Hong Kong or Chinese women won't take um, because, say, there's nudity or 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 some sort of un unladylike behavior. Um, I think that's misogynistic, but I also think probably culturally it is true uh, to some extent. And um, the women in Iguchi's films, I mean, they 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 commit. And I mean, just in America, I think you would have a different conversation to say, like, okay, well, um, there's ten of you five of you are women, all of you are going to bend over and have something protrude out of your butthole and you're going to spend a whole movie that you're in running ass first in ill-fitting panties towards the camera. And not that you wouldn't get people to do it, of course you would, but it would be hard it would sell, be, maybe. It would, yeah, it'd be a hard sell and also it would be seen as demeaning. And I don't know that that's the case here. I certainly didn't feel like anybody was appearing to feel demeaned in this movie and I love it for that. Um, I just want to give for, for those fans who are familiar with the cast of Iguchi's movies, as well as Japanese cinema in general, Arisa Nakamura plays uh, uh, Megumi, who is the lead, uh, the, the, the surviving sister who learns karate. And then Aya, who is her friend with the sleazy boyfriend, is Mayu uh, Sugana. And then Maki is uh, the, the model who first ingests the tapeworm. Uh, the tapeworm. <laughs> and she's done a lot of great what I would call schlock Japanese movie, um, like Bloody Chainsaw Girl Returns. Um, she's in that. It's from uh, Hiroki Yamaguchi. Uh, and uh, I didn't give you his, her name, but it, it's, I always forget her name. It's Asana Mamoru. And it's, uh, and Ko, the boyfriend, is played by Yuki, who is well-known. Um, there's just, there's a lot of really great B talent in here. And I say B talent, not because I think their skills are lesser, than A-list, but because they're not in some of the other productions. Um, although we do have a lot of common writer um, alum in here, you know, popular kids hero shows, things like that. It's just, this movie was fun. I, I This movie was fun. Um, Tad, what were you expecting from Zombie Ass, Sword of the Dead, versus what did you get when we sat down and watched it? This is one of those times when me not doing my research ahead of time and going in blind paid off. I had no i i mean i kind of was expecting because i i've seen a few um japanese b movies before and i thought i knew what to expect and oh boy you have made me a fan of this because this like let me let me let me break i want to break down just one of those scenes just just to give people an idea of just how insane the production must have been for this that scene you were talking about where maki goes into the outhouse because she is about to shit herself. And I can only imagine, and it's like, okay, so what am I gonna be doing in this scene? Well, what you're gonna do is you're going to say you have massive diarrhea and you're going to go into an outhouse. You're gonna pull your pants down and squat and pretty much like there's almost nothing left to the imagination. And then a, a cast member is going to reach a shit covered hand up and grab your ass and not just grab your ass like i'm going to eat you it's grab squeeze pinch rub like move she, to the second cheek she, pinch they add slap effects in it is and this isn't the first time this happens there's scenes where yep. 
um, someone cops a feel, you know, in like you know the the classic hostage situation. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely just goes honk honk. Yep. And Maki's character later in the movie, like, is is insulting the the main character for beating her, and she's and she's just jiggling oh. herself just to just to like, like I think her line is like my stomach is burning as she's grabbing her large breasts like back and forth it's just the goofiest it's sort of like I think of it like um if you go to like a really good like raunchy drag show like anything to get a laugh right yes. like it's just um just anything to get a reaction out of um out of the audience and everyone is on board and I mean everyone is covered in fake blood and and fake shit and um that we know of right right and um <laughs> and it's just it's it's delightful it really is delightful and it's so it keeps escalating as we said by by implication at the end of the movie this movie escalates and it understands that you cannot stay at a static level you have to go upward in in intensity and and, and in this case insanity and it does that and it literally doesn't stop it just it's goes a, it, wilder and wilder just, and wilder. Yeah, you you can't you figure that by the end of the movie they've run out of weird shit. Like, how do you top this? They keep finding ways to do so. I did not expect a actual Final Fantasy slash Dragon Ball Z boss fight at the end, and that's something I I didn't even mention. The fight choreography I thought was spectacular. The fights were great. Every shot was so well angled, um, and as you pointed out. Um, they made the camera hide exactly what they intended to hide. So yeah. s- some of the stuff that normally would have looked goofy with someone more amateur behind the camera made it look convincing. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked the choreography a lot. There obviously was some actual karate knowledge there. Um, and we get, like I said, we get things like, um, you know, our lead character's panties in all the shots where she kicks and she does a lot of the chun like chop kicks and things. Um, which Blade and panty shots. Blade, but in a way it's it just feels kind of innocent like it's innocent sexy goofiness as opposed to um you know like i love 70s grindhouse film and that's you know that's mostly pure exploitation like it's meant to be gritty and uncomfortable and and look real and feel bad um and this is one of those movies it just it's like a trauma film but and i and i love trauma movies to me it felt like like animated like fan service in like a yes. silly anime there was yes. tons of where like you've got like a jiggle counter on boobs or you're like <laughs> right. there's always a panty shot in every episode and you're just like waiting for it like it really yeah, felt like that kind the... of wink like goofiness of like an animated movie or or tv series but like live action poop palooza and just a yeah very a very strange scene where one of the characters is asked to shower with the other and it sort of looks like it's going to devolve into like a cheesecake lesbian scene and it never gets there and of course it turns out that the actress that was supposed to be showering never even got wet yeah at least in that part of the moment and there's but there's still these funny moments that they um they do a lot of like what i would call ass cam where it's just the camera just is at the level of someone's, uh, usually women's, but occasionally men's um, asses, whether they're clothed or not. Um, and we get this moment, uh, and in the shower scene, it's especially funny where you get it, and then the actress who's um, being comforted runs her hands along uh, our lead's body, and then it looks like it's like you said, it's going to go straight into like a lesbian love scene, which certainly could happen. I mean, it's it's quite it happens quite explicitly in in uh, 
attack girls swim team for example and instead it looks like she's looking for a zipper on this woman's yeah, butt. Like, try like to she, undo something. she's trying, she gets close and then like grabs her skin sort of. If she had any extra skin, she would have grabbed it. It's just the weirdest thing. And you know what? It didn't matter because it's yet another weird thing to see before the next scene just plows right in. Um, and I love, what I, what I think is hilarious is the biggest plot hole, which no one could possibly care less about, but is that in the flashback, we get our hero's backstory fully, where some bullies uh, in the school restroom were making her sister, uh, they were trying to give her a swirly, and then they were going to make her eat a roach. And um, when our hero comes in to save her, um, they say, fine, but uh, then you have to fart in front of us, Miss Prim and Proper. And then her sister, who's on the floor, says, no, I'll do it. <laughs> you have to remain beautiful and as so somehow this makes her unbeautiful and she farts and then um says promise me you'll always be beautiful or something like that and she runs out and then jumps off a balcony and inside and presumably <laughs> that's it's literally that's like backstory. and then and that is why the lead character presumably then has not passed gas in front of people or potentially ever for her whole life and can rock it into the sky um <laughs> like a big pizza pie on a cloud of, of flatulence and we get, I mean, it's just People, so Where's the plot hole? Well, oh, sorry, thank you for reminding me, putting me back <laughs> on track. I'm, the problem is the visuals happen in your head. I will never forget this. Um, but the plot hole is that then at the end, she's like, I did it. I, I, to save someone else, I will fight, even if that means farting. And like, she then, so she farts, and then she gets like this vision of her sister who says, um, you did it. And I'm like, Wait did, a minute, that's what you did. I'm like, did water. what? Like, I became unbeautiful by <laughs> farting? Like, that was literally what you killed yourself over. What does that mean? Um, but it was still nice to end on a, on a happy note, uh, I think. Uh, and like I said, this movie does end on, like, a happy note. There's a little, like, extra bonus, like, scare, you know, Jason, you know, uh, jumping in the boat or Freddy Krueger smashing his fingers through the glass of the front door moment. But it's they always give the lead character this nice moment where she kicks some grabby guy's ass. Uh, and she always does. And it's a nice, it's a nice moment. There's just so much in this. Like we could talk about this movie for an hour and not even touch on the, the, the insanity. You, this is, you just need to watch this for yourself. We can't adequately describe without going line for line, scene by scene, just the sheer idiocy. Like just reading the, tr the, the subtitles was, in of itself amazing just watching the nerdy guy yell anal volcano with dead seriousness <laughs> and horror and when the when the boyfriend dies his he he's taking drugs and they're reacting badly with the parasites that he's been infected with and so his head starts to like expand yeah expand you know they have the bald cap with the thing and which is done pretty well um he stops mid-moment because he like mid-dying because he accidentally calls his girlfriend the other girl's name and then he's like oh sorry wrong name wrong name and then like and then like the doctor says like this isn't going to be good and then his head starts <laughs> pulsing again and he's like oh this is a bad way to die like because the lines are so they're and i mean like maki the character of maki when she's having the flatulence problem and she's in the outhouse like she's narrating it yes like if you've ever watched and who hasn't who's listened to this podcast but if you ever watched um naughty anime if you ever watched a hentai film there's like this stupid 
reliance on narration they you tell know, you exactly the, what's yeah, going on the young the the, the 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 ingenue who is who is losing her virginity for the first time is crying out like it's in oh my god you're putting I it in it. me right it's, now right the, the narrative that's how this is played um for everything from head explosions to um to uh, uh, an ass uh crushing a head like i just killed oh, that zombie with my butt my god Yes, the first they realize they can kill the zombies by having uh, one of the characters' bare bums land on a zombie's head. Just, I'm, I'm just, I'm dumbstruck by how many amazing moments are in this movie. So I'm going to jump right in. Uh, as usual, I'll start the recommendations. I fully recommend Zombie Ass Toil of the Dead 2011 um, to anyone. I actually think this might be my favorite Iguchi film uh, at the moment, uh, it, just because it is so wild. The settings are expected. We get like a warehouse. We get um, a, a sort of abandoned looking Japanese village. Uh, we get a van. Like these are all tropes of uh, low budget indie Japanese movies and TV shows and et cetera. Um, but that's the only thing stock about this. Uh, we get uh, just, we get death by butt. We get um, monster anus lassos. We get, um, drill tapeworms uh boring into people we get um uh skewerings from butt to face uh like human centipede human moments human centipede style, yeah. uh we get i mean and it's we get um some nudity you get lots of bums you yeah you get, get you get you get a torn blouse and tentacle rape and in, like almost shot for shot like you would see in almost any standard tentacle rape yeah anime. very 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 much so and for those of you who are listening who are appalled by what we're saying uh, and probably don't have any experience with this kind of thing i do really feel like it's appropriate to say how non-threatening i'm sure it's unpleasant for many but it's so goofy it's that you so, can't help but laugh at how absurd it is. It's making fun of itself to such an extreme degree that I, you would be hard pressed to be repulsed by anything other than the pure subject matter and not the action. If you, I mean, if you have an aversion to poop and vomit, you're going to have a hard time just getting through the first five minutes. I do. I do have an aversion to, uh, to feces especially. And yet I, it's just so stupid. I could not enjoy myself. So I recommend this movie to cult film fans. This is not one for the average viewer. This is not one that you want. Your parents are coming over. Your cousin's coming over. Let's put on um, a, a zombie-ass toilet of the dead. Don't do that unless you don't want them to come over anymore. Um, and if you do, then it's probably a good idea. Uh, this movie was, by the way, at one point on Netflix. I don't believe it's there anymore. And also, I don't think they ever fixed. I think it had a sync problem. Uh, and I think they took it off and never, never licensed it uh, further. But check this movie out if you're a cult fan and you love exploitation cinema, goofy stuff. If you like Chris Seaver movies, uh, of course, Chris Seaver, friend of the pod, give this a shot. I think it really fits in with the madness of something like Moist Fury or the Weirdsies. Uh, just give it a watch. Um, I'm going to throw it to Tad. Tad, would you recommend Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead? Watch no, this okay. goddamn movie. Yeah. Just watch it. I mean, if you, it, it best way to say it is if you have a weird friend in your life that's kind of like the us, recommend this to them because I, I can almost guarantee they don't know it exists, and they and you should immediately tell them to watch it. Um, Mandy, would you recommend Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead? Absolutely. I think that this movie does an amazing job of winking and laughing at the fact that we're all just giant meat bags full of gas 
as human beings that is what we are and embrace it like laugh at it like just have a good time with it and this movie does it to the max like beyond the max like they took it to 11 or 12 like you know this is, this so. is a movie that i don't think absolutely can. yes like, i'm probably going to reach out to a couple people that i know that like zombie films because i also imagine they haven't heard of this one even though it's from 10 years ago yeah I, i'm not really sure i think i don't know why this wasn't it, it did have a little bit of buzz when it came stateside um but i think I think the initial craze of Japanese cinema in the, in the West had sort of died in 2011. I mean, he was doing well, but there was just such an influx that individual titles didn't get didn't get noticed as much. And I think that might be why this happened because I really this film is is batshit insane. Uh, Jeff, you're the last one. Would you recommend Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead? And if so, why and to who? uh i would but pretty qualified uh i you mentioned like cult film yeah just like people that are are um i think you know who you are like if you're if you can't uh if you can't listen to this and be like ha 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 uh if you at any moment were like oh that's gross like i don't want to see it like yeah it's probably not for you um but for me it's like you know I uh, I think life is better the stranger it is, and this is a, a very strange um, bit of entertainment. Um, I agree. Yeah, you know, there's th- these two movies are the exact opposite, even though they're most both about worms that come out the butt. Um, and there's someone with leukemia yeah. in both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you have they're basically the same movie. Yeah, you have one that's like really about characters and like you know talented actors uh and you know like you actually care what happens to them uh and then you have this movie uh, which doesn't even really have characters like they're more like cartoons or um they're they're without names like who cares what their names are who cares who they are they're they're like they're just there to go through the madness of this film um like I, I like even like at the end when you have like the big you know climactic battle between the two characters, like I found I didn't even care about our main character. Like I just didn't care. Like I just was like, okay, this is fun and mad, but like I was not like emotionally attached to this character in any way. Like I didn't care if she won. Uh, it was just like, you know, I guess the shit monster's bad. She's good. So I I will I'm rooting I for will... good. I will say that I did care about our lead um, personally, but also that's just because I think any of us who have dabbled with Japanese uh, cinema, especially um, cinema that verges on the risque, you know, the Eroji uh, section, uh, there is a tendency for extreme misogyny and there's often the death of the female lead at the end. uh, And she just kicks ass in this one. I mean, yeah, she's tentacled up at one point. Yeah, all these things. She really just kicks ass the entire movie. And it's nice to see the female lead kick ass and still kick ass at the end uh, and win, even if it is with um, deafening, sonic boom-inducing flatulence. Uh, and karate. So there you go. 
Well, that's that's going to be it uh, for this episode of Colton Classic Podcast. This has been part two of our Deuces uh, double feature. And I want to say uh, I got my copy of the film, if you guys are interested in picking this up, from Asian Cult Cinema. Um, they, of course, used to put out Asian Cult Cinema, the, the Digest Size magazine, which was amazing. If you find copies, pick it up. Um, grab it from AsianCult.com. That's their website. Uh, I, I recommend that. You can find it elsewhere, maybe even a little cheaper if you'd like, but supporting uh, a place like that that brings us these insane movies is a delight. So check that out. Also remember to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, like and subscribe. And please leave us a review. Uh, all the stars. Give us all the stars uh, if you enjoy what we do. Helps others find us. And remember, you can always write us with questions, uh, critiques, um, complaints, saying that Tad is a moron, uh, to cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at cultandclassicpodcast and on Facebook, facebook.com slash cultandclassicpodcast. Thank you guys so much. I'm Nate Wyckoff signing out. Uh, next week, we'll have a brand new pairing for you. And to play us out, as always, is The Chud with All About Evil. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Cult and Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit cultandclassicpodcast.com, where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.